Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios, which will soon have a title sponsor that I can't wait to announce. Anyway, let let me let me start at the beginning. So I met this guy uh, that's going to be on today, my guest. Uh, gosh, we met. Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a long time. Uh, we met years ago. Um, I, at one point, we were coworkers, and then I actually worked for him because uh, he was my boss. And then we were both. Uh, a member, members of the senior leadership team. And then I got, I got riffed. <laughs> Welcome to corporate America. I got riffed. And then he, he, he's been there anyway. My guess, why don't you introduce yourself and we will go from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good to see you, Aaron. I'm Paul Hevesy and uh, I'm glad to be a part of the uh, unscripted podcast today. So yeah, we, we've got a lot of history, man. I'm looking forward to sharing a little bit about, about that and all the things that have been going on since you and I last kind of worked together. You dude, you left a lot out there. You're an author. <laughs> yeah. Like, I so I, yeah. I, I, I mean, let's just be real. Like I, you know, while I was overdoing my thing, you're over there getting your masters and like your ultra yeah. masters and your elite <laughs> masters and your uh, <laughs> platinum masters or whatever else you can get educationally, man, yeah. you, you seriously, like give yourself a little credit, please, please tell us like you have, you have yes. quite a bit of experience in education. What, what all is that? Yeah. So I, so I've spent the last, you know, call it 20 plus years uh, with a company called Stanley Black and Decker and have done all kinds of things from sales, sales, leadership, operations, HR, uh, P&L management, general management, all that kind of thing. Great, great uh, career and opportunities at Stanley Black & Decker. I'm also, as you mentioned, an author. So I'm get, I just actually published my first f- fiction book here uh, this year, actually just within the last couple of weeks. As you know, I also do some speaking and I'm also an executive coach. So really I'm trying to, uh, over the last few years, to your point, once I got my MBA about you know, 15 years ago, that that gave me opened up some opportunities within the business world and have done my done my best to take advantage of all of those over the years. But also, I've thought about those things that I really love to do. And so over the last few years, I've started to invest in that, which is where this book came from, which is where this executive coaching came from. Love the leadership aspect of things, love uh, coaching and developing others. It's a big kind of part of my heart. And so I've been able to do uh, quite a bit of that over the last few years as well. So yeah, a lot, lot going on. As my wife would say, I have a lot of interests, and uh, and uh, that that I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. All right, and we're going to talk about the book. I promise you, because that's why we 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 really that's why we got on today was to talk about the book. So we will do that. But but I got a I got a I got a praise on you a little bit. So uh, I I want to say the first time we met. Um, so we had some history again. Uh, Paul mentioned it. Uh, we worked for a company called Stanley Black and Decker, which at one point was Stanley, which even before that was Best, because yep. a company called Best got bought by Stanley, which eventually became Stanley Black and Decker, which became, who knows, it, it, 
welcome to the hardware industry. We're lock guys for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I, I, I still, when I go to retail places, look at the door and look at the lock. I still do it. I, it's ingrained in my life. Uh, and it's been there for many years anyway. So, so Paul and I've been through it, but, but it, it, one day I remember, uh, they put all of our new sales reps together and, and this guy walks in and man, if anybody knows, anybody probably knows, like you've been in a room before where there's just people and then there's someone walks in and the room changes. Like it, it's almost like uh, a pot of water on the stove and then somebody turns the heat up, like <laughs> everything changes a little bit. And the first time I met Paul, he walked in the room and he was moving back to Indianapolis. Uh, he just walked in and, and everybody was immediately engaged with him and his personality and his uh, energy, which I think you're going to hear in this call if you haven't already here on this podcast. Um, you know, this guy's just got, he's got that it factor. Uh, so I want, I, I've always want to tell you that I probably have told you that before. If not, I'm sorry, uh, man, you just, you have, he's got this, this magnetism, if that's a word, uh, I don't have my MBA. I'll take so it. Yeah. We'll, we'll I'll take it. it. Sure. It, he's, he's just got this magnetic personality that as soon as he walks in a room, everybody's engaged. And, um, as evidence of the fact that my career with Stanley Black and Decker only lasted, you know, it was, it was, it was an ember. <laughs> yours, yours was a flame, Paul. Yours was a flame and it was, it was a, it was a long flame until, you know, but at the end yeah. of the day, we always knew in a fortune 500 company, any fortune 500 company, yeah. you're on a list somewhere. And when the cuts come, they come. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Shout and, out that, and, and that happened, you know, to be clear, that happened a few weeks ago as of right. recording this podcast. And, and that happens, that happens. And it I've does. got nothing but, uh, great things and great memories and great network and great friends uh, from Stanley Black and Decker. They've get, they gave me so many opportunities that I probably had no business having, but I right. was the one guy standing around saying, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And right. uh, so, but yeah, you're exactly right, man. It, uh, it, um, it, it's unavoidable, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, but, but from those kinds of things, as you know, in your experience, I'm experiencing right now, I'm living through it great things can come from what may be, you know, uh, at least at first, a really difficult situation. God has a way of, of making all things new and working everything together for good. And I'm, I'm living that as we're talking today, I'm living that, you know, sure. don't know the end result of that. We never really know the end result of that or really even the next step of that, but man, it's been, uh, it's been fun to watch. So yeah, that, that has ended. But uh, looking forward to all kinds of things ahead for sure. And I look forward to the things we're going to probably do together. We just had some pregame yeah. before we even click record. You're you all just beginning to hear the story, and I, I'm excited because I've been where you are. I've been when uh, you know. Again, shout out uh, Stanley Black and Decker. They gave me a nice severance. I had six months to figure out what I'd be when I grew up. I spent a cup of coffee in ministry, uh, you know, and it really they gave me a. a, a honestly, I, I shook hands with people, and they're like, "Why are you shaking my hand?" The day I got let go, and I was like because thanks like yeah. it was a great run you know and, and as so shout out to them because they did take care of those of us that uh that they did you know let go eventually so Absolutely. great company um and again i'm thankful for the opportunity that i met you so yeah okay so we kind of brought where you are now dude let's talk about the book let's let's take some time and talk about the book when did you start i mean i have a million questions about the sure. book let's talk yeah. about the book i love it thank you for that love this book i'm gonna 
I'll show you. I got a copy of it right here. The name of the book, Operation Redemption. It's a, it's a fiction book based on, uh, it's a story of four warrior angels sent on a very specific mission, sent into the earthly realm to ensure the creator's plan for redemption is carried out. And uh, that's probably the best way. The other way to save it is they're sent into the wor- into the earthly realm on a mission to save the world. And so uh, it's, it's actually an idea that I had probably five plus years ago. And, you know, at the time, I don't know what I was doing five years ago. I was probably in leading sales for, for our security business or what I thought was some big job, you know, some big corporate job. And, and I told myself several things. And, and this can apply to anyone listening whenever you've had an idea that may be uh, uh, big or different or unique. You tell yourself all kinds of reasons why you can't do it. So right. I don't, I've always wanted to write books. Uh, I love the written word. I actually have a degree in speech, speech communication. I, I, so I, as you know, you received a lot of my emails over the years, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Most Absolutely. of them way too long. I did get better uh, over time uh, in my length of emails, but trying to get my point across. But my point is I love to write. So I had started at this point five years ago, started and stopped writing multiple books on leadership and coaching and and sales and all that kind of thing. Just because after like two chapters, I kind of said everything I wanted to say that might've been unique in that space. And I'm like, I just right. don't want to be like everybody else. The other, you know, 15 million sales books out there. Right. Anyway. So I always thought I was going to write a book. Well, five years ago, I have this idea and it's, it's really kind of a fiction thing. Um, and, and I said to myself, you know, I can't write a fiction book. I don't know how to write a fiction book. Even if I wrote something who would edit it, even if I got somebody to edit it, who would, no one would publish it. And even if somebody publish it, no one's going to read it. So I just right. talked myself out of it and it laid dormant for a few years. And then um, it really, the time frame was like end of 2019, early 2020, I had three people in my life completely separated from them, from each other, just in my network. You know, we got these networks of people right. and at three different times at events I was at, somebody, each of them said something to the effect of, you should write a book. You ever, right. you ever thought about writing a book? You should write a book. I'm like, you know what? I have this idea. What do you think of yeah. this idea? And everybody, all three of them, like, oh, you got to do it. And so by the third one in like a 30 day period, I thought to myself, that can't, it can't be a coincidence. And, yeah. and the third person that actually said it had written books before. So she kind of, she knew the process. And so my question to her, I, I said two things. I said, first of all, you're the third person in less than a month to say that to me. Um, second of all, since you've written, I know you've written books before, do I have to outline this whole book? Cause all I have is an idea. Do I have right. to outline it or can I just, should I just start writing? She's like, no. So this is actually the, the key that picked this lock, which was, Hey, you, uh, you don't have to outline it. She said, I've started books based on a character. I've started books based on a scene. She said, the only time I really outline anything, and this actually became true for me with my book it's toward the end when you got to like land it, you got to like end it. Maybe you kind of outline the last few, you know, scenes or, or stages of the book. So that actually, that was kind of the, the thing that, that pivoted for me. So I find, so my commitment, I finally said, okay, I'll do it. I really, at the time I didn't think it all the way through, but I'm like, obviously God wants me to do this for, I'm not sure why, but I'll, I'll follow that leading. Um, and so I said, I'm going to take 30 minutes a day is early 2020. 
said, Hey, I'm going to take 30 minutes a day and I'm just going to, I'm going to start. And I figured it might last a week, maybe two weeks. And a year later, I'm still writing, man. Uh, and, right, and right. I, what the, the, it's, in case anyone's wondering, the first thing that I did is, and, and this is again, really important. I just started, I got the, my wife has a laptop and I used her laptop and for the first, the first 30 minutes, that first time I sat down, I actually wrote out the idea. Cause until then it just been this idea in my head ended up being four or five paragraphs. And then the rest of that 30 minutes, I just uh, titled scenes that I, th- that I thought would be in the book. Right. And I think I probably ended up that first time with maybe 30, 35 titles of scenes. That was it. That was the first 30 minutes. And then every time I sat down, I took one of those scenes and I just started writing the scene. What would the scene look like? What would the characters be saying to each other? And then over time, you know, characters started to develop a little bit. Again, I don't know what I'm doing, right? Like right. this isn't right. like, oh, character development. Well, I learned that in whatever class. I, I didn't know. So I just kept going. And then once, if I had this scene, I realized, well, I got to, I, I need another scene to kind of complement that scene. And so, you know, it ended, the book ends up being 150 plus scenes, basically, you know, not wow. that many chapters, but, you know, like trying right. to tie it all together. And, and yeah, so I'm a year in and all of a sudden I'm like, man, I got a real book. Like this is happening. And so then I start thinking, then I stop again. Right. And the reason I stop, Aaron, is because I'm getting close to kind of this, the end of final sequence, the final kind of, you know, I won't give it away, but there's a final battle in this book. And so what I've got to do or trying to do is weave in, you know, a lot of these threads that I've written throughout the book, kind of they all, you know, a good ending of book kind of ties a lot of that together. And that was hard. It yeah. was hard. And I yeah. did, I ended up doing it as hard, but I talked myself out of it because I'm like, oh, that's so hard, man. I don't know if yeah. I can do that. And then the thing started, then it started coming in. Yes. Not only is that hard and you don't want to finish it because it's too hard. Even if you do finish it, then you have to start thinking about all the, the, the things you thought about before, which is like, who's going to edit it? Who's going to publish it? You know, all that kind of stuff. So I stopped, man. I stopped for like two yeah. weeks. Wow. And then I remember thinking to myself, are you serious right now? Like, You've got a year, you know, 80,000 words, a year's worth of, of writing, and you're just going to stop? Come on. So I like, you know, I like whatever, guilted myself into it. I'm like, nope, I'm doing it. I'm going to finish it, and we're just going to figure it out. So anyway, finished it, uh, and and through a series of connections, actually my mom, obviously, um, hopefully your mom is your biggest fan. She's my biggest fan. My mom and dad. Well, my mom knows a one of her friends had published a couple of books years ago, and she just said, "Hey, my son's writing a book. Do you have uh, and I, you know, do you have some publishers he can reach out to?" So she sent me two publishers. I send out two emails. Within a day, I get a response back from one of the publishers saying, "We love this book. We want to talk about publishing it for you." Right? Wow! Wow! So, all, awesome. and that's not me. That's yeah. like, that's all of the things. And by the way, they add, they helped me edit it. And we can talk about that process as well. But the point is, Aaron, as I look back on it, all the things that I was worried about, God took care of, yeah. you know, God in his sovereignty, like I'm worried about it. And he's like, really right. worried about right. that? You, right. you, you worried about a publisher? I, yeah. you know, I own all the publishers. I own everything, including the publishers. If I want your book right. published, it's going to get published. And so all the things that I, all the obstacles I set up, he just, he just, you know, just flicked away 
And um, it was a wonderful process, man. Wonderful process. And so that was, I signed that agreement with the publisher a year ago in August. And here we are, you know, we're recording this here in September of 2022. Took that long to edit, which is fine. I mean, I don't know, again, I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I wanted to take time, make sure I got it right, make sure the book flowed the right way, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, cover design, all that kind of stuff goes back and forth and, you know, whatever. So anyway, it's out and, uh, it's been a great journey. Have you ever read, man, there's so much you said in there. Um, uh, have you ever read, um, this present darkness by Fred yeah. Peretti? Oh yeah. I think is, he, is, two or three of them. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had another one called piercing the darkness and there was rumors they were going to make a movie at some point out of okay. it. I don't know if that ever happened, but anyway, um, I didn't read it in college. I was supposed to read it for a class and I didn't. And then I graduated and I was bored. I was sitting around this before Netflix when you could, you know, binge watch stuff. So yeah. I'm like, Oh, I got this one book and I pulled it out and I read it and it was amazing. It was the most amazing book. And honestly, to this day, um, because it talked about spiritual warfare and it talked about, um, the talents of, um, you know, uh, the things that we can't see that were dug into people. Those are the things I really took away from it. Is this book similar to that in terms of spiritual warfare or what is that? Is that kind yeah. of what we're talking about? No, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And Frank Peretti's books are amazing Amazing, and, and definitely influential because I read them as well years ago and definitely influential in the idea of this, uh, spiritual warfare that, you know, that's happening all around us that we don't see, mm-hmm. uh, this story, it, it's similar in that, uh, he went into a lot more detail. My my uh, book is told from the perspective of the angels. Okay, and so it's a it's not a story about angels. It's a story of angels told from their perspective. And amazing, yeah. you know the hook of the the hook of the book, if there is one, which I tried to write, is their mission is to protect a very very important person pivotal person in the story of the creator's redemption, but they have to stay hidden uh, because the idea is if, if Lucifer and, and his demons, I call them fallens in this book, if the fallens figure out who this very important person is before the appointed time, it could kind of throw the whole thing off. That's kind of the way I've written it. So these like bad, ass warrior angels <laughs> that are that were created to wage war can't yeah. you know they they have to stay hidden and there's wow. a, there's an appointed time for everything well in this book there is an appointed time for them to to wage war it's just not throughout most of the book um and so that's kind of the the tension that i've tried to write in there where these angels are like you know and again Oftentimes we were sent to go do things by God and we don't, we don't know the reasons, right? We don't know right. all the why. Um, and so, and, and this is actually an example of that. I, he, you know, he wanted me to write this book. This is his book. It, obviously it's not holy writ. It's his book. He gave me the idea. He gave me the words, that whole thing for what? I don't know. I mean, I've already got feedback from people that have bought it and read it, that it's been really, really impactful for them. And they're sharing it with other people that, they think would really appreciate it. And so who knows, maybe he asked, maybe it's for one person to get this book for one reason that God had for that person. And if that's it, great, then it's mission accomplished. Right. 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 Uh, But the, the, I say all that to say that the angels don't know all the whys of the mission, right? Mm -hmm. They don't know who this person is. They don't know why they're protecting this person, all that kind of stuff. They just know, protect this person. 
Um, and the idea is not not just protect them from the the evil the the evil in the earthly realm, the evil spirits in the earthly realm, but protect them from what essentially uh, free will and sin create in a fallen world, right? So wow. you know, as you know, accidents happen. Right. You know, uh, bad things happen to good people, and so the idea mm-hmm. is, hey, the the earth is fallen. Humanity has fallen. There's a very important person that's part of the uh, creator's plan for redemption. And if this person you know, uh, uh, dies unexpectedly uh, by accident in the earthly realm, it kind of throws off the, the whole plan. Now, as a side note, God is sovereign. That's why I call it fiction. You know, I believe God right. is sovereign. He's in control of everything. So it's not like anything's going to take God by surprise. But the idea is that's how I've written that story. This person is very important. So it's told, it's told from the angel's perspective, and then it's also told from the demon's perspective. You know, so it's a bit of this cloak and dagger story where, you know, the angels are active within this region, in within the earthly realm, and the prince of that region can't figure out, like, he knows something's going on, but they're so stealth and they're so good as warriors that he, you know, and over time fallens show up missing and it just frustrates him more what's happening you know so i I love the book obviously i could talk about it forever i love the book i love how it it kind of unfolds um you know character development's kind of cool you get to know these these angels and and actually i tell previous stories so two part two parts of the book one is the warriors which is actually i tell stories from their perspective of previous missions that they were on as a way to kind of help the reader identify the the type of character and personality these angels have. And then the rest of the story is the mission where they form up, create this warrior team and go into the earthly realm to uh, save the world. Hey everyone. My name is Cami Prannell and I'm the executive director for my unscripted. We hope you are enjoying today's interview. My unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice, passion, and follow their dreams. Our team can help create websites, apps, YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahomi of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, we we live in a crazy time and it's getting crazier by the minute. And uh, mm. I think a lot of us really are reading the signs uh, from a book that is actually nonfiction. It's true. Uh, yeah. If you're a believer and we, we are seeing the signs and I'm sure many generations have said the same thing, you know, that it was going to be a date and everybody thought the rapture was coming. But I, I think we're seeing especially revelation yeah. play out today in a very real and true and clear way. Like it could not be more obvious as you were writing this book. Did that play into it with, with obviously current events may not be in the book, but, but as you're seeing the world play out in front of you, did that help or, or as you wrote the, you know what I mean? Like, uh, was that helpful to see pieces that are currently taking place in real life also help as you were writing the book? Well, it's, I don't think it's an accident that I spent most of the, the time writing this book when the l- world had lost its mind. Right. You so know? during pandemic then. Yeah. Through all the, the most, all yeah. the, all that stuff, you know, yeah. and I'm, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm just, 
you know, it's just super frustrated of all, all the actions sure, and sure. stuff the government took to, you know, all that kind of stuff. So right. I think, uh, but I was also very vocal in, you know, kind of my local community and with our church that, that this was the, the last few years was the time for the church to rise up because people are looking for hope. Absolutely. You know, and so, right. so, you know, I spoke my mind, especially with our, you know, local church leaders, like, hey, we got to be open. We got to be, you know, the church has to be a place of hope. And so not necessarily the end of the world stuff um, uh, influenced, but I wholeheartedly agree with your statements. But the I wanted to write a story that people could in a way escape all the the um, all the things the world tells us to focus on. Right. right. All the all the wars and the pestilence and the headlines and the doom and the gloom. And reality is we have there's a great hope out there. And there is a there's um, there is a spiritual world and there is a battle going on and and good wins. It's not like this yin and yang and who's going to win. I'm not sure. God wins. Right. It's not, you know, God, you know the end. God, you know, God flicked Lucifer out of heaven. It wasn't like this, you know, it was like, Oh, 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 really? Okay. Flick. You're gone. You know, it's, you know, a lot of people think it's just like, you know, battle back. God wins. God's in control of everything. Satan's just a, a one of his minions. So, but to your point, I wanted, I wanted a, an antidote a bit to this. And I, I get, I kept thinking, and I actually just read again this morning. I had, um, some time with one of my friends uh, yesterday and, we, and I, I, the, the Galatians five twenty two has been on my mind for a while now, you know, but the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, those are, and against, against such things, there is no law. You know, we don't have to like constrain those more love, more joy, more peace, uh, more patience, more goodness, you know, in the world. And so I just, the, I had that in mind where I'm like, I want people to focus on some good things, you know, and, and a spoiler alert, this book ends and good wins, you know, in this, at the end of this book. And there's a second one coming that kind of carries that, awesome. that on. But in that process, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of bad that can happen, but that's what informed me. Like I want, there's too much doom and gloom in the world. Let's let's. I want to tell a story that's uh, uplifting, that's hopeful, that people can think beyond just the headlines and like be thinking, "Hey, is there something beyond here?" And by the way, I, I you know I've been a believer for a long, long time, and so it's easy to write a book that's like inside baseball for Christians, you know. Right. And so there, there, so there is, I. Now, if you're a believer and you you have an understanding of that spirit world, even though we, you know, it's a very dim understanding because we don't really, you know, the Bible speaks of it, but but we don't we don't have a clear understanding of it. But there definitely is a spirit world that's doing battle on our behalf. But I tried to write it in a way that even non-believers who pick it up can have a it get hopefully will get them thinking they can still enjoy the book they can still follow the book it's there's not so much inside jargon or inside baseball that they can't follow it's a hopefully it's a great story for even non-believers to 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 embrace but ultimately my hope is that they can see you know they can it starts getting them thinking beyond you know yeah i love it okay uh where do we find it 
because we got we got a couple yes. more things, and I think we're probably going to re yeah. repeat your uh, URL quite often. But, but where do they find yeah. the book? Is it Amazon? Is it Barnes and Noble? Where, where do they find the book? Yeah, so Amazon and Barnes and Noble for sure. You just you can just uh, search Operation Redemption, and then even my name, Paul Hevesy. That's probably the best way to get it. There's a million books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, um, and then you can also get it if you want a personalized signed copy from me from this guy. I've actually set up a, a Shopify account uh, nice. where you can do that. And the way to get to that, best way to get to that is just to go to paulhevesy.com and then just click on my author page and you'll click through to my Shopify account and I'll, uh, I'll personalize it and send a, send a copy to you. Um, uh, you know, it, I, I'm good either way, obviously on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, the more good reviews you get, the better off things are, but at this point, I just want to get the hands of the book into hands of people that want it. And uh, so there's a couple of ways to do that. Well, having, having, uh, uh, because we've been in the same position and we've gone through it. I, I my guess is uh, because anyone listening, my guess is the best way is probably through your Shopify. So go to the, go to the website, yeah. buy it on Shopify. And then when you get it and you read it and you love it, go to Amazon and leave a review. <laughs> Is that, is that the path? Is that the best path? Uh, that, well, you can't leave. I, I love that path, but I don't okay. think you can leave a review on Amazon you unless it. you buy it. Ugh, okay. So what I, right. so I'll add an additional step. When you All said right. you buy it from me, sign copy, personalized from me, you read it, you love it. Go to Amazon, buy another copy for a friend. Then you can leave a review. <laughs> you, I love it. That's, that's <laughs> and by the way, I mean, this is, this is not, and I, this is not an opportunity for me to be a millionaire. That's not what this is about, right? right? Yeah, so when you I talk don't get about rich off of it, right? Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. But, but um, you know, also, also, it's an opportunity for people to invest a little bit, and and hopefully, it's a great story that you uh, that people appreciate. Absolutely. All right, uh, you have been. Um, Anyone listening, I have a feeling you you understand now how this guy walked in the room and lit it all lit it all up. Now you understand why I was talking about what I was talking about before you started talking about that. Uh, you you get it. Like he's got energy, he's got enthusiasm. So you do a few other things. Again, back to your website, you do coaching and you do public speaking. Um, so let's talk a little bit about those. Not to get off of the book, but yeah, uh, there's other no, things that it. you do because this is where you're at. So when I yeah. again, I'll go back to it. When I left. Uh, well, when I was given my papers uh, and our, our former employer, um, I, I now had know what six that feels months. like, by the way, Ooh. I now know what that feels like, by the way, yep. it's both scary and energizing. And again, yep. shout out to that employer because they gave me six months uh, and a lot of uh, time and, and uh, compensation to figure out what I wanted to do. And so I went into yep. ministry and I loved my time in ministry, uh, but I figured out that wasn't for me. And so I had more time to figure those things out. So uh, eventually, you know, you kind of land where you want to be. So that's where you're at right now. Um, but right. I think you're clearly following the lanes where God has purposed you both as an author, as a speaker and those things. So let's talk about that uh, public speaking and also coaching. Um, yeah, obviously we've heard your enthusiasm. What are those things that people can also bring you in for? Yeah. So a uh, cu couple of things. So I spent, as you know, a ton of time leading teams and building culture. Mm -hmm. And so it, when you go to my website, paulhevesy.com, you click on speaker, you'll see some of the kind of the areas that I typically speak on around that. How to, how to, I just gave a, uh, I gave a speech down in Texas uh, a couple months ago at a conference 
seven things to do to be a better boss, you know, super right. practical, super practical things. I actually shared those over time on LinkedIn as well. Uh, those when one thing people will learn about me is if you invite me in to speak, you're going to walk away with one or two things that you can do right away. Right. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit up at, you know, 50,000 foot view and talk about how this leadership principle and that leadership principle, I'm going to share some of that, but then I'm going to give you some very practical things that you can do every day. So yeah. for example, w- one of the uh, things I'm probably most passionate about when it comes to leadership is sales managers. You know, that sales manager. So if you're listening, you got a group of sales managers that and half of them you actually promoted because they were your best salespeople. And now you're wondering why they're not great as a sales manager. Uh, uh, Invite me in. I'd love to share some time, not only from to, to from a speaking aspect, but also from a coaching aspect. I've lived that life. I've uh, managed teams. I've managed managers. I know what it's like. I've made all the uh, probably all the mistakes and then some. But I've learned some things along the way that very practically. So if you if you've got a sales leadership or sales management team that you want to take next level, I can help with that in yeah. very practical ways. If you are a leader that has just taken a big role, or you're a first time leader, or you're a first time president or CEO, and you just you need somebody to to come alongside you, help you understand in in kind of real world terms your strengths and your weaknesses, and how specifically tools that you can do to shore up those weaknesses. Uh, Cause I really believe for coaches, the best thing we can do is help people identify their weaknesses, shore up those weaknesses. Cause typically it's those weaknesses that are holding leaders back. Right. You know, it's right. your skills. What, what, what I say, your skills have gotten you this far. It's your weaknesses or your negative behaviors that are holding you back. Yeah. Let's get super self-aware. Let's identify those and walk you through how to, how to shore those up. And in that process, become an even better leader. So anybody listening that just took a next step or took a next big step, that's where I can come in and help. So typically a 12-week or 12-session process, very structured, and you walk away um, hopefully with some real practical tools on being a better leader. So I'll say this. I, uh, as I said, I'll keep referring back to it. So my time with, uh, with our, uh, 500 fortune 500 company was, uh, so I was like that rookie that got called up and, and honestly, my, my, I went from a to, to the majors. I didn't, I, I skipped double a triple a and, and Paul, yeah. uh, meanwhile was out there just grinding and making his way single a double a triple a uh and then to the majors and so we we hit the majors about the same time i had a flash of pan i had like a three-year career where i, I did okay you know but i was expendable yeah, and so when when the contract comes i'm trying to make this practical as possible when the contract talks come up they i got let go but but there was a seasoned veteran who uh like yourself who lasted and had an amazing major league career uh and so if from a from a real world perspective, if you're not familiar with the Fortune 500 culture, understand that we're talking to a guy that just had a Tom Brady like career uh, in Fortune 500. He's been there. He's seasoned. He's done that. He knows, um, especially uh, with again, with all due respect to our former employer, it was a very volatile industry. It was yeah, constantly change. changing, man. Yeah. So much change over the last yeah. few years. From the time I started with this little family-owned company called Best in 1992 to where they are today, um, 
that's a whole yeah. other podcast, Paul. Like yeah. how oh, yeah. many changes and moves have happened in acquisitions and uh, yeah. downsize and upsize. And uh, dude, there's so much that people, none of us outside the locked industry would understand, but it doesn't matter. In, insert any company USA into that. And most companies mm. have been through that. And yet you weathered all that. And the reason why I'm saying all that is because the guys that, get it. The guys that inspire, the guys that motivate, the guys that know how to lead, make it through that transition. Mm. Um, and you weathered, you know, you were really a buoy in the middle of some very rough <laughs> waters for many, many years. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, yeah. shout out to you. Yep. And and again, I want to, yeah. I want to also support the fact that you really do know what you're talking about. So when you, yeah. you talk about coaching, you've been there, you've been at the highest level, uh, you've played in the majors, you know yep. what I mean? So, so when yep. somebody tells you how to hit 300 in the majors, you're going to listen because they did it for 20 years. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's, I think that's your I, career in Fortune 500. No, I appreciate that. And that's right. And I think you mentioned the change thing. I mean, there's a lot of change going on and, you know, change continues to accelerate. And um, I, I, to your point, found a way to thrive in that environment. So right. Right. people that are looking Hey, I got major changes. I just got handed this new team. I just got, you know, whatever. I can help. I can come in and and there's a lot of change specialists out there that are that have all the the and I'm not saying it's bad. It's wonderful. Have all the certifications around change management and that's a up and coming uh, industry and everything. And that those are great. I don't have any of those. <laughs> right. I just lived it. And and figure it out, especially in, in a very chaotic environment. Hey, here's your new role. Here's your new team. Uh, that's We're not telling you where we're going because we don't really know where we're going. So just go figure it out. If you're in those situations, I've been in multiple of those and I can yeah. help you navigate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, I, I'm so thankful. And I, I shared this with you in the, in the pregame. Uh, I'm so thankful for my time in that organization because I met people like you and yeah. Nick, uh, Nick, our director of web, yeah. web development, who is just an absolute MVP for our team. Um, you know, nothing's ever lost, you know what I mean? And I know people lose organizations or leave organizations, get fired from organizations, get riffed. Uh, nothing's ever lost. Even if it's, I don't know how many years it's been, 10 years. We, we won't say how many years it's been because we're both wearing readers. Um, but <laughs> at the end of the Back. Back. It's true. Yeah. Seriously, we're both yeah. wearing readers. If you're listening yeah. on audio, we are literally both wearing our readers. Uh, it's been that long. But at the end of the day, what, what I'm thankful for is even if it's been five minutes, five years, five days, five weeks, however long, it all comes back. And so you always yeah. treated everyone with kindness, respect, um, joy, you know, all the things that you just talked about a little while ago. Um, you treat people that way. And I'm telling you, if you do that long enough, man, it all comes mm. back. So I'm thankful that mm. you and I are on this call and this uh, this yeah. podcast right now, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, honored, honored as well. And you know what, Aaron, it's so amazing uh, I actually took uh, a few weeks and really, you know, communicated it, what happened to me and, and my job, you know, to, to people, cl you know, close to me, kind of in my close network. But I didn't put anything out on LinkedIn or anything for a while, for a few weeks, just because I wanted to, I, I just wanted to process it the right way and not say something I shouldn't and that kind of thing. And sure. Um, anyway, I ended up, I ended up putting something out just a few weeks ago and, um, I tell you, the I, I can't remember 
a single monthly number that I hit or didn't hit or quarterly number that I hit or didn't hit. I can't remember our, our uh, OM percentage in any given month or quarter. I don't remember any of that. And by the way, none of that responded to my LinkedIn post. <laughs> you right, know, the, right, the right. 3Q 2017 results didn't chime in on LinkedIn and say, hey, Paul, great job in 3Q 2017. Great job right. hitting the number. But you know who did? Hundreds and hundreds of people that many of them said, hey, I'm, I'm a better leader because of you. I'm a better person because of you. Yeah. Yeah. I loved our time together. Yet all that kind of stuff, which is a, a reflection of God's gifts to me and his, uh, his uh, blessings to me and his light through me. It's all him. That all goes to him because it's all started with him and it all ends with him. But in that process, what a wonderful gift and reminder that it's just it's the people that you meet. Absolutely. And it's how you treat them. And when you make mistakes, having the humility to say, hey, I goofed that up. Will you forgive me? And, right. and I did that a bunch of times. But all of that comes back to all the wonderful career and all that kind of stuff. But it was the, the people that you meet and the connections that you have make all the difference. And here we Absolutely. are, you know, 10 years on or whatever, since you left and it's like it's like we never left because we're connected in in a, a bunch of different ways, and that's what you know. What in the world today? That's what's missing. You know, everybody mm -hmm. wants to have an opinion that's different than everybody else's and take offense to their opinion or whatever. You know what? Everybody should just go out. And, you know, let's just go get a milkshake. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's just sit down and talk, and not talk yeah. about any of that stuff. Let's talk about our families. Let's talk about like you know, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. Let's talk about what it means to be faithful and, and a faithful friend like you. You've been a faithful friend, even though we, you know, we didn't talk every week. That's right. But yeah. the faithfulness is just a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful gift to give to other people. And I just, you know, that the world needs more of that. And and you're demonstrating that with me. And and that that uh the people make all the difference. It's so trite. It's probably on some meme somewhere or somebody's, you know, somebody's selling it at a gift shop, Pinterest. you know, people make all the difference. Yeah, Pinterest. Exactly. <laughs> but that is if one thing has brought focus uh, of what happened to me a few weeks back is the impact that uh, I was able to have on a lot of people. And that right. I, you can't, I cannot put a dollar amount on that. I can't no. put a value on that. That's like a, you know, that echoes into eternity, right. you know? Right. So what wonderful thing. So funny because this morning I literally just said those exact words to my wife. Uh, we, we had a partner that I worked with at a former uh, employer and uh, they're now a partner of ours. And that partnership was born out of relationship. And yesterday mm -hmm. she called me because um, uh, she was mentoring someone and um, they're moving to Columbus and, um, she want, I don't want to go into details. Anyway, they, they reached me on a personal level, I think is the point, not mm. business. We weren't talking yeah. dollars and cents and where's yeah. my check and how many ROI did I get? Like we're, we weren't talking any of that. We were talking on a personal level. Yeah. Um, and it was really cool because that's what I told my wife is it's like, it's so much bigger than, yeah, yeah the check's great. You know I mean? The sponsorship's sure. great. Yeah. Love our partners, love everyone yeah. that, that comes across and supports us. But 
man, if I can make a connection on a personal level, because honestly, I'm going to die one day and it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, right. I would much rather right. have, I, I, I guess, I, I guess I'd much rather have that person in my circle of influence and mm-hmm. hopefully maybe even at my funeral, this is going to be very dark, but I'd Go rather it. have them at Go. my funeral uh, talking to yes. other people about how I impacted their life than have their logo on my website. <laughs> Yes. I don't I, mean, I don't know if I've ever said that before, but that's the truth. I really don't care. Like the logo is awesome and I love the ROI yeah. and I love that the because we yep. have to do that to pay our bills, right? We got to take care right. of our families. But but ultimately, right. I really would rather much rather have um uh them telling people that that uh, our connection and our life mattered and yours has mattered to me. So man, I'm I'm so thankful man. for our time. Thankful for you. Thankful for uh, our time here as well, man. What an honor to be with you and and uh yeah it is fun and you know we there's so much more we can talk about man i'd love to talk about like lessons learned in being a you know a bad manager or or you know whatever like there's so much you know there's so much to share but man what an honor to be a part of this thank you for allowing me to to share about my book as well and that journey i probably talked too much about that but man i just i love the um i love it you know it's it's part of you yeah. You know, it's like, it's like personal now. Um, so I appreciate you the opportunity, not only share that, but, but be a part of what you're doing as well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the future, man. There's no doubt. You've been a huge supporter and I know you got to go groom your dogs. <laughs> that sounded, that sounded gross. Um, you have to go take your dog to the groomer because yes. <laughs> you yes. are now Mr. Mom. So, and figure yeah. out 220 or 221, whatever it takes. Last time, what's your, <laughs> what's the domain, Paul? Yeah, you can find everything out about me, paulhevesy.com. You can get to the book there. You can get to my coaching website from there. You can uh, reach out to me directly from there. And uh, yeah, paulhevesy.com. That's the place. paulhevesy.com. I know you got to go. Love you, brother. Thanks so much for your support of us. And uh, I look forward to supporting you and everything that you're going to do now in the future. Honestly, your best days are ahead of you. You had some great run, but man, your best days are ahead of you. I believe it. Well, I love you too, brother, for sure. And I, I'll leave this with you. We One of the things I shared on my uh, my going away email. Yes. So like, I, meant to, I meant to mention that because it was, cl- it was excellent. Excellent. Yeah, Sorry, it, go ahead. It was, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. It was um, it, definitely from the heart, you know, and, and one of the things I shared as I posted that on LinkedIn specifically is just reminded everybody that just what you said, the the best is yet to come is always yet to come always always right so no matter what's happened to you no matter what mistakes you've been no matter where you think you are uh, no matter what no doesn't matter there's always tomorrow there's always the best is always yet to come yep and uh, i believe that not only you know because i've got an uh, because of god's grace and a an eternal view of that uh, but even if you don't, even if you're not there on your spiritual journey, you, sh- all, you know, it's always, always ahead. The best is always ahead. So remember that. And, and I remember, I, I remind myself of that every day as well. So Absolutely. thank you for that. All right, brother, get those dogs to the groomer. Love you, man. All right, man. Love you too. See you. Thanks. <laughs> See Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. 
We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.